Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store Stoffer recommendation. Mediterranean chicken. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and we are joined by NHL insider John Shannon for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of no payments and no interest for one year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Just before we go to John, you can hear this text coming in from Epstein's mother. Bob, what are your thoughts on Vince Dunn in St. Louis and Colin White in Ottawa. Hmm. I'm kind of perplexed as to why White's actually not playing, given the state of the Senators franchise, where they're at right now. Uh, Dunn, I'd have to do a little bit more digging. Uh, they've kind of rebuilt that defense there. Let's uh, have John Shannon on. John, how are you? Sorry, we didn't hear, I didn't hear that clearly. Can you give it another shot, John? Uh, you believe that uh, DJ Smith has been told he's now got to play uh, Colin White? Yes. Brendan, can you see if we can maybe get John on a cleaner line? It's for some reason I, I, it's it's a little off. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm off. Some have accused me of that over the years. There you go. Um, wow. Mark and St. Albert bringing the heat our way. Uh, he says, Bob keeps saying we're only eight games in too early to pull guys out. We're one-seventh of a season uh, already through. No more no more excuses. That one comes to us from Mark. Uh, Sparky Kev says, uh, good for David Staples for admitting that he watches The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Uh, and I, too, must admit I enjoy those shows. Uh, more so The Bachelorette. <laughs> Because watching those doofuses duke it out is hilarious. Some guys watch soap. Some guys watch garbage reality TV shows. It's all good. From Sparky Kev, the uh, most uh, spectacular rose ceremony of all time. Let's try John Shannon again. John, do we have you? I'm here. You are. Oh, oh. oh, that is way, way better. So you said that Colin White's expected to play carried forward here for Ottawa? Yes, he is. I think that uh, I think the uh, you know, the consensus was that uh, if they're going to play, they better play the kids. Forget about uh, the veterans. Play the kids. I, like I, I mean, you watched that game the other night against the Canucks. Like they trade Stone and Brandstrom's the centerpiece of the deal. He's not even up with their team right now. Uh, Logan Brown, I, 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 and I'm not the biggest Logan Brown guy, but that was an 11th overall pick. He's not playing. The guy I, I do like is Formanton, who you saw playing junior with London. He can yep. fly. Like to me, he yeah. should be playing. It, it, you know, like 
that's is that market not totally prepared to watch a team play young guys during a rebuild for this season? Aren't they sort of is their head their head spot in the right place? I think the I think the uh, the fan base is. I I actually think that uh, there was a little bit of belief, perhaps with the owner, that uh, they were going to be more competitive. Um, now, I, what I would tell you right now is, I think in like in watching them play this week. The kids never let them down. It was their veteran players that let them down, and they have to go to the player. They have to go to the kids because I don't think the kids can can lose uh, as much uh, by playing and not winning as opposed to the way it happened the last couple of days. They have to play. They, guys like Colin White have to play. Yeah, uh, John Shannon joining us for Legacy Cooling and Heating. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. All right, John. Uh, what happened in Pittsburgh with Jim Rutherford? Well, I actually, just before we went on there, I got a text back from Jimmy because uh, I, I just said, hey, are you okay? And he said, yeah, everything's fine. No health issues. Uh, it, it sounds like he just made a, a, a life decision that uh, he had, uh, one way or another, uh, he needed to make a change in his life. So uh, I'm told that, uh, that he, t- he informed the team last night. They double-checked with him this morning. Uh, if he had changed his mind, he had not, and then the release went out. I, it, it has taken the hockey world by surprise, just almost as much as when he got hired as the general manager in Pittsburgh took the hockey world by surprise. Um, he's made a lot of trades. Uh, are, so you're saying this was 100% his call? There, this was yeah. not him? Okay. That's, that, that's what we're looking for. I mean, he has been very active. I don't think there's any debate about that. They, I mean, they, at the end of the day, they still have Crosby and Malkin. They got a puncher's chance in every game. With the, I'm, I'm not the biggest guy in their defense. They've moved some goalies in and out. I know Tristan Jari's had a tough start. It's interesting, nonetheless. So he just, okay. Well, there we go. We we have the story. Well, you know, when when you look when you look at it, uh, and I, Jim and I have had this conversation many times. When you have Crosby, Malkin, Latang. Yep. Your your window it only opens a certain amount of time. The length of those contracts and the, and the length of that those players are are uh, quality players. Jim Rutherford would do anything in his power, knowing full well at a certain point they were going to have to pay the price in order to try to win with Crosby, Malkin, and Latang in the lineup. There you go. Which he did. He made moves to win now. Sure. Switching focus, John Shannon, our NHL insider. Uh, assess the level of concern you believe uh, that is occurring right now behind the scenes in Edmonton after the three and five start. Oh, I think there's there's obviously concern, uh, and I, I you know I, I think beyond uh, the goaltending because I think the goaltending uh, I'm not blaming Nico Koskinen for the three and five that's for sure. Um, but I think that there's concern on the blue line, and I think there's concern about the forwards and the depth of the forwards. And, and but but those there's concern. But I think that if you talk to Kenny Holland privately, he would tell you he knew that, that those were the where the issues were going to be. Um, Two-year two deal for Turris made sense for me. I, I think my, maybe there's a bit of a challenge. Like, is he trying to reinvent himself here? Do we have to be more patient with Turris and Barry in particular? There is a couple of free agent signings that have got off to a uh, a challenge start, to say the least, John. Well, I, 
I think I think you have to be patient, um, it, it, and it's hard to be patient in a 56 game schedule. You know, I mean the uh, the old stories of U.S. Thanksgiving are going to uh, come up pretty soon when it comes to judging this schedule. I think that's around the 15th or 16th of February. Uh, but but I, I think I think when you discuss what both of those players who are quality people. Uh, can offer this organization coming to a different style coach and a different role on the team, I think there has to be a little bit of patience. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I give Turris uh, a, a check mark for what he, how he helped Pugliarvi early. We've talked about that before, and I think that that's paid off for Pugliarvi and the migration to the first line. Um, and, uh, and but but you know Kyle's Kyle's a little bit slower than I think people thought he was, but he's still got he's still smart and he can still shoot the puck. There's still yeah. a place for him on that roster. Tyson Berry, I think it's it's understanding his role. I I, I you know I, I think he I honestly think he thought his role on the power play was different than it really was, which means you know when you have Drysaddle and McDavid on the ice, you're not the number one or two option. And I think that that was that's a lesson learned uh, or a learning curve for Tyson, uh, but I still think that Tyson Berry can be a uh, a quality player for this team. I know we brought this up yesterday with uh, Adam Larson. Twenty-five minutes game. Oscar Kleffbaum was top ten in time on ice played last year. Ethan Bear led all NHL rookies played mostly with Nurse. Um, Caleb Jones got pulled out of the lineup for four games, John. He was supposed to be the guy that was maybe to not not to jump in the same role, but to take on some accelerated minutes. Or has the Oilers start maybe given us a greater appreciation for what Oscar does? Oh, I think so. Uh, well, I, I, and, you know, we always talked about cleft bomb power play first. Well, you know, that's taken a while to click too, so they missed him there. Uh, but I, I do think that the club bomb got a lot, got some criticism in Edmonton for the way he played on the blue line. But in the end, you know, he was still the number one or number two defenseman for the organization and did a solid job. And, and then it becomes, as you well know, Bob, it becomes a domino effect. Uh, yeah. and, the, and sometimes the domino effect amplifies the issue uh, more than it should. And that's exactly what happened now. I mean, last night in the third period, uh, to me, that was the size of the Winnipeg Jets forwards yeah. uh, taking taking over in the uh, in the Oilers defensive zone, and, and that's not going to happen every night. But I'll tell you what, you, you, what what the Jets forwards and how they push people around was a was a lesson to be learned. Yeah, and I think we'll see Cuckoo back in there tomorrow against the Maple Leafs. You use the term amplified. Fifty-six games, all Canadian schedule. Different level of intensity in the respective markets when things don't go well, as may be evidenced by Vancouver's start? Uh, what we're going to see between now and May 10th, because May 10th is now the last day of the regular season, what we're going to see between now and May 10th is there is going to be a crisis, a, a, a city, a week in the Canadian division. It's, it's, it's inevitable because... Uh, fans are so passionate about their hockey clubs and the fans are intelligent about their hockey clubs and they fear the next team coming into town. Uh, so, you know, it, it gets to the point where you wonder, is, is this the week that we can't afford to lose two games in a row? 
you know, is this the week that, oh, my goodness, Toronto's coming to town and, and they're, you know, they're one of two best teams in the uh, in the division. How are we going to go up against them? Trust me, in Toronto, there was a crisis after they lost to Ottawa. Then it was Vancouver's turn, and then it was Winnipeg's turn, and now it's Ottawa's turn. And, you know, and, and inevitably for Oilers fans, um, maybe maybe that's the case at three and five with the Leafs coming to town. It, it, this is going to be we we're going to we could have a sponsored item on this program every week saying what's the crisis team in Canada right now. It's called it's the North. Happen. It's inevitable. We sold it. It's called the North Division Report with Craig Hummel <laughs> yeah, from Red you know, That's what it is. You know that's what, what it is. You know what? We should we should we should get legacy heating and plumbing to do it because legacy the heat would be turned up. There you go. We're joined right now by John Shannon, our NHL insider. Hey, the, ne- the, the for, next one. For who? For who? For, who? for legacy. He, well done, John. You nailed it. Okay. You're on it. Okay. okay. I, mean, I, I don't, I mean, come on. Of course, for legacy heating <laughs> and cooling. Home of no payments and no interest for one year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. All right. And the next place that it could happen, Where do the Montre- or who do the Montreal Canadiens host this weekend? They got Calgary. Oh, they got Calgary. Calgary. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, imagine yeah. the Flames lose back-to-back games. They're both right there against the Leafs. Both ending in, and we're going to get to how those games ended with Matthew Kachuk. But if Calgary goes into Montreal and the Canadians sweep them, then the Flames will have lost four in a row, and everybody yeah. you know down down south's freaking out. If the Oilers well, don't, so there, now you got next week's uh, next week's. Uh... Yes. You know, that's what you got. It's it's awesome. All right. Speaking of Matthew Kachuk, what surprised you more? That there was little or no response from the Leafs with Kachuk accidentally, kind of accidentally on purpose, some might think, getting a piece of Jack Campbell. Or conversely, the fact that Kachuk, who's a great player, he's the Flames' best player, he's their driver, he has supplanted Marci Giordano as their best player, uh, that Kachuk, basically a master of gamesmanship, got schooled a bit by Jake Musner. What surprised you more? Uh, oh, the latter. Because the Maple Leafs don't have a mean bone in their body. Uh, you know, that's just not, that's just not in the Maple Leafs' DNA. They would rather go out and just play the game and uh, kill you with speed, be on the power play if they can, and uh, and try to fix their own. They're, they're, they, they're not in the world of retribution. That's not right. the Maple Leafs. That's not the way Kyle works. That's not the way Sheldon works. That is not going to happen uh, the way this organization is, is built. Uh, I, I As soon as I saw the Muzzin puck clip, I thought of one person, Drew Doughty. Muzzin, a former teammate of Doughty, who used to get under under Kachuk's skin pretty well. To me, I thought Jake Muzzin was was uh, channeling Drew Doughty in order just to bug uh, Matthew. And then Matthew's reaction, I was I was shocked to see same here, uh, same here. The act, the reaction going after Muzzin, and the reaction going off the off the ice, which disappointed me a uh, deal. And, and you know, there's a lot of talk, and and I have friends in Calgary. They talk about Matthew Kachuk. Uh, you know, potentially the next captain of that organization. It, it, I don't think you can do what he did and be, pretend to be a captain. I really don't. I think that that's something that uh, that Brad for living has to. Uh, you, you love his passion, but you, you don't want him going over the line. And I think there was a point in the last year or so that they felt they had that under control. John, when you worked all those great Battle of Alberta games, 
What would have ha- What would have happened to Matthew Kachuk back then if he accidentally fell on purpose and need Grant Fear in the back of the head or in so, the back? Just, just for the record, Bob, I, I feel we invented uh, a, a, a form of television. Is as soon as something like that happened in '81 or '82 or '83, every camera on the in the in the arena had a job, and one of our cameras was to isolate both benches at the same time so we could figure out which player came off first. Because inevitably we needed to show the replay of how the bench clearing brawl started, and then the phone call from the league would come and say, will you send us that video of who jumped off the ice first, or just tell us what happened and we'll find the guy. Um, you know, the, that was a different time and a different place. Uh, you know, whether it be Tim Hunter and, and Semenko and whether, whether it be Joel Otto and Messier, uh, but there was no question uh, in the Battle of Alberta exactly what would happen uh, if, if that happened and somebody fell on Grant or somebody fell on uh, Pat Riggin way back when or, or Don Edwards uh, or Mike Vernon. Yeah, a little bit different time for sure, John. Love having you on. Uh, we'll see where we're at on Monday. But the Oilers play three games between. Oh, by the way, uh, Grosnick likely to get activated tomorrow. Will the Edmonton, they got three games in four days. Koskinen's played every minute. Does he get all three starts? Well, if they beat the Leafs twice, the answer is no. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's incumbent that he plays the two games against the Maple Leafs. And, they, and you know, let's face it, they, they know they can beat the Maple Leafs. So if that's the case, then uh, then perhaps if they won both of those games and they're back at 500, then they can play someone else on Sunday against Ottawa. John, we'll talk Monday. Thank you for your time. That's John Shannon, our NHL insider. Uh, this text comes in from Cactus Jack on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Every player in the Canadian division watched Kachuk's snap show last night. He's going to be challenged uh, for the rest of the season, accidentally on purpose. Hmm. Mitch has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, Vince Dunn was really good the year the Blues won the Cup. I thought he was going to be a very good number four at one time. Well, the Blues have changed out the complexion of their defense. Obviously, they have Krug. They also have uh, Justin Falk, who I'm personally not the biggest fan of, maybe because I saw him play one of the worst games I ever saw a defenseman play against the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, back in the day in a 7-2 victory for Edmonton in Carolina. Off to at 152 this day in Oilers history. Brought to you each day by Dennis and Jason Laliberte and the team at New West Travel. They're back on board. They've been with us for a decade. What happened on this date? Brendan Escott back in 1993. Ron Tugnut makes 37 saves. The Oilers and Red Wings skate to a 2-2 tie. Uh, Zdeno Seeger and Brent Gilchrist scoring for the Oilers. You were what, two? I was not alive yet. You were not alive? Not alive. Oh, man. Wow. Wow, 1993. That was an interesting year, 93-94. Rangers won the Cup that year. Uh, well, this would have been 92-93. Canadians won the Cup in 93. That was a tough uh, regular season for the Edmonton Oilers as well. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports coming up tonight. What's he got shaking? Oh, he has uh, Kelly Rudy on NHL Hockey on Rogers Analyst and uh, the manager for Hockey Edmonton, Steve Hogle as well. There you go. 
Steve Hogel used to be my boss a number of years ago uh, with the uh, Oiler Entertainment Group, going back about 10 years maybe, and was involved uh, with Bob Black uh, in putting together uh, part of the work for the Downtown Entertainment Arena Complex. So we wish uh, Steve uh, good luck in his new role. I know he'd been working for the Saskatoon Blades for a number of years. Coming up at 6.30, Chad Afternoons, the 22nd Annual Chorus Radiothon in support of the Stollery Children's Hospital is underway right now on 6.30, Chad, and with our friends at Kissing Country 103.9. To donate, you can visit Stollery Radiothon.com. You can call 780-407-KIDS or text Stollery, that's S T O L L E R Y two four five six seven eight. Afternoons of Jalen and I today will be dedicated to having conversations with members of the Stollery families and the professionals who administer critical care on a daily basis. Again, uh, Jalen and I will have those conversations right after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. We will tell you that tomorrow it's a big day for us. It's Thursday. NHL Hockey and Rogers Oilers analyst Louis DeBrusque. Sportsnet's Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, George LaRock. Again, a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen I. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.